welcome to the latest edition of Wheeling in the Ears. Uh, this week we go back to the late 80s and early 90s, joined by another legend of the game, uh, a guy with an All-Ireland medal, six Leinster titles, uh, two National League medals, three All-Stars, and played 132 times for Dublin uh, over a stellar career. Paul Curran, you're very welcome. Thanks, Kieran. How are you? Good, yeah, not a bother, not a bother. Uh, listen, bring us back to the start. Um, the father was ingrained in the green and gold, won an All-Ireland medal back in the 60s. Um, was that the start of your football and interest? Yeah, with? you could say that, yeah. Um, um, father moved to Dublin when he was 16 uh, to work here, but travelled back to to Dunshockland until he was 40 years of age, still playing with the, with the local club. Um, and on many occasions I went down with him as a five, six, seven, eight-year-old watching Dunshockland playing. And uh, I suppose that was the, the, the start of it, um, just getting interested in football. And and you know when you're growing up though, your father's a huge influence on you and he's kind of, obviously he was a passionate mead man. Mm. You know, was he trying to instill that? bit into you growing up or were you, were you always kind of traditionally a dub but you know in those early days were you, fun, were you following me or was, was, was Dublin yeah, always there was the, no muddy waters there now he was definitely a, a, a true mead man um, and I was absolutely mad into the dubs uh, right, wanted so to play no, wanted to play for the dubs and wanted to play football um, so there was no muddy waters there. It was his you set out to stall early doors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, football was the was the key. Uh, it was that was the, the the big thing that I was playing football. And um, I remember going to St Joseph's uh, Boys School in Terran Yore. And in 1979, I think it was uh, a guy called Ray Whelan who was sitting beside me uh, told me that they were setting up a club. Um, would I like to play? I hadn't played any any uh, with any club at that stage, and I said, "Yeah, I, I, I'll go home and ask the the mum and dad." So I uh, went home and asked, and they said, "Yeah, no problem." And the club happened to be St Jude's, uh, which was the, right. the the start of 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 their journey. Um, so I played with them until I was fourteen, even though I was living in Tala at the time and travelling to Temple Oak to to, to play with them. Um, but of course, Tala is Thomas Davis, and uh, all my friends were playing with Thomas Davis. Uh, so I made the, the break and played with them. Right, and then you went on and made the minor team in 1987, yeah? Yeah, uh, 87. Who, who managed that team? Alan Larkin. Alan oh, Larkin. Yeah. I think it was one of Alan's kind of last year. He was our, uh, traditionally our, our the minor manager. Uh, yeah. All the teams came up to him, and he, uh, he was a... Way ahead of his time, as you know yourself, and mm. had good success with, with with Dublin Miners at a time where we didn't have a lot of it. Um, but any success we had, it was usually uh, led by Alan. Mm. And that was the first step into the county jersey. Were you playing number five in that? No, time? I played centre back in the Leinster final in in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, sorry, nineteen eighty seven, and uh, we played a very good Kildare team uh, in the Leinster final. Uh, Vinnie Murphy, actually, we were two points down with time up, and Vinnie had an unbelievable chance straight through on goal. And to be honest with you, Kieran, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad mistake by Vinnie. It was a, an incredible shot going into the top corner. I'll never forget it. And somehow the keeper, who I can't remember his name now, but he he made a, a quality save, and we were beaten in that 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 match. Um, so that was the. But I do remember you talked about my my dad earlier. Uh, Mead and Dublin played in the senior final that day, and, and Mead beat Dublin in 1987. And I remember him saying that he would have swapped two results that day, the Dublin Miners to win. And, 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 uh, so you had, him for, so you had him finally <laughs> compared to the last so stage. Blood, yeah. blood is thicker than water. Yeah, and so you had the pleasure of Vinnie in the dressing room in minor, minor years. Uh, yeah, well, Vinnie was, Vinnie was, <laughs> Vinnie was a, a, an incredible player at, at, at that level. He, he played on the, the minor team the year before. 1986, who and they won the Leinster final. I think they were beaten by Cork in the semi-final. Very good Cork team, but he 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 was as big then as he is now, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, great pair of hands. As was he playing midfield so. back then? He was playing full forward full on that forward. team. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So right. it was um, Nipper, Nipper McNally was on that team as well. But he he was a terrific talent back then, and turned out to be a great talent as well. So the first call-up then comes in 1989. Jerry McCall's yeah. manager. Dublin are kind of under the, the footprint of Mead at the time. Yeah. Um, what that That's always a special time to walk into that dressing room. Any good memories of it? Yeah, well, I actually got a call. I, I played uh, a couple of 
challenge games in 1987, towards the back end of 1987 uh, against uh, Down and I think it was Kildare as a minor. And um, But I went to England for, for uh, about eight months then, shortly after that. The 80s wasn't a great time for, for work. Uh, I'd left school and uh, a pal of mine at the time was itching to go to, to London uh, to see what was all, what was it all about. So I decided to go with him and he came back after a week and I stayed there for, <laughs> stayed there for about eight months. But once I got back then in, in 88, um, you know, the, the, the dream was to, to go back to playing get back and playing. get back playing. Was with never, the never, never aware of that. And what were, you, what were you doing over there? So you could have, if it had worked out for you over there, yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, there was always a, a, a pull for home, though, you know, a, a grow to get back. But, yeah, I mean, I, I stuck it out for about eight months. Uh, came back to do an interview for the guards, which I didn't get in, and um, went back to England. Uh, but, you know, eventually I just had made the decision to get back, and uh, delighted I did. And then the call-up came from... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the club was doing very well at the time. Mm. We 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 were. You won the county title. In we won the county title July. I think it was early July, believe it or not, in eighty nine. Now it, it goes to October, uh, but it was finished early uh, that year. And we beat a, a very very talented Ballymun Kickham's team in the final by six points, and nobody gave us a chance. You know, we'd only myself and Dave Foran. I hadn't really. I'd played a couple of championship matches with Dublin, and Ballymun would have had Barney and. Well, you, you can you can name them off, Kieran. They had they they had Hargan, they had Anton uh, McCall, they had Barney, uh, John McCarty, Declan Sheehan, uh, Dermot mm-hmm. Deasy. Uh, I know I'm missing one or two, but they yeah, they had yeah, seven, yeah. eight, nine intercounty players at the time, and I think a little bit of complacency on their behalf that day. And of course, we we just clicked on the day, and that was the start of it. And their fond memories, I'd say, mm. you know, when you start come through your club system and I suppose listen you know I remember my own obviously intermediate championship it's a day that stays with me you know they're special times but to win senior championship and to do it three times in a row at such a young age it was it was an incredible journey that, that three years uh, you we, beat Parnells then and was we it beat Parnells in two finals two down finals. To, to, to win three in a row a very good Parnells team who had won two titles uh, before we won our first so they'd been in four finals in five years uh, but it was a great journey. We, we we got to the Leinster final the first year and we were beaten in a replay by Bolton Glass. They went on to win the, the, the final. Then we won the Leinster the, the next year and we were beaten by Lavi by a point and they went on to win the All-Ireland. And finally we won our three in a row, went all the way to the All-Ireland final. And was, unfortunately we lost by a point to a very good Dr. Croaks team uh, from, from Kerry. Uh, but it was a, an astonishing three years, never to be forgotten now for both mm. players and supporters of the club. Uh, three in a row is that, in this county that group, don't, don't players, too that often. group of players still in touch oh yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I just, you know it's 30 years next year yeah. since we won our first which is which is hard to believe and uh, makes us all feel a little bit old but um, we see each other a lot uh, mm. a few games of golf and that sort of thing and with, with matches going on in the club every now and again we get up to, mm-hmm. to, to, to see each other so the debut came then in 89 yeah in Newbridge against Kildare um a lot of talk about Newbridge this year. Um, back then, you know, we played our our championship matches in the early rounds outside Crow Park. Always, we, we, you know, Wexford Park, Portleash, um, mm. Newbridge, Tullamore. Remember, I, I remember the days going on the road in the old club yeah. minibus and down to That's wherever right, wherever yeah. Dublin were going. Yeah. They were fantastic yeah. days, you know. Well, we used to meet in the Ashling Hotel back in those days, uh, um, beside Houston Station there, and. Uh, had a bit of breakfast and that, and off we went. It was, it was fantastic, and I'm sure if you asked the the, the current group about their, you know, uh, about travelling to to championship matches down, I'm sure they love it. Mm. You know, it's 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 a great release from from the Crow Park thing mm. and getting on a bus and um, seeing the atmosphere in a provincial town is is very special. The only difference was after matches, it was straight on the beer. There was no going back. Well, there was the no going back. Some lads didn't get out of Port Leash and Newbridge that night. I'd say. They were great days. <laughs> um, so, 89, was it was quite significant in that you won a Leinster title. Jerry McCall kind of turned over Mead, who were back-to-back All-Ireland champions. Yeah. Uh, that was that was obviously a, a big day, you know, to considering you're only a debutant. You're only wet behind the ears and you're in and you had a Leinster championship under the belt. 
Yeah, it was a, it was a, a terrific day, and um, it's a day that you don't forget those little landmarks, winning your your first, I suppose, and um, nobody gave us a chance that day, Kieran. We we went to Crow Park playing uh, a team that had won the last three Leinsters and had won the last two All Irelands, so mm. you know they were on a huge run. Uh, I remember going into Crow Park uh, again. Something different happens ha- that was going on back then. We we used to make our own way to Crow Park. Mm. So myself and Dave Foran had parked the car up and up close to a pub. I think, and uh, so we get out quickly. But we, we parked the car anyway. And we're walking to Crow Park, and we're walking under the Hogan stand with the bags over our shoulder. And I'll never forget a Mead supporter shouted us that day. You'll be going home with no medals today, boys. <laughs> So anyway, we, 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 it was a beautiful day. A uh, couple of things that I remember. Uh, Charlie failed a fitness test uh, that morning, so Dully got in at centre-forward, and in the first couple of minutes, Dully scored one of the best goals. If you haven't seen it, go on yeah, YouTube yeah, and see it. Yeah, yeah. Very long kick-out from, from um, John O'Leary straight down the middle. It bounced over the, the, the midfield, and Dully picked it up t- and took one or two solos, and keeper never moved it went straight into the top corner which gave the hill a, a, a massive lift um, but it turned out to be a, a, a great game of football that mm. Mead got back in charge and we ended up getting a lucky goal in the end and I, I, was, I would have been on the hill that day I was only 13 years of age but that was the start that, you know keep was centre back that day was Keith he? was right half Right um, half, yeah. Where were you? You were. I was left half forward le- yeah. left half forward, forward right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd started I was right corner back uh, in the first game against Clare Newbridge. I was centre back in the second day against um, uh, uh, Wicklow. We played in the semi final. I was left half forward against Mead in the uh, semi final and earned a Leinster point. Against Cork in the semi final, I was right corner forward. So I was making my way all the way to, to the subs. You're, all, bench, you're, I think. All, you're, you're always a bit. You're always a bit cranky as a forward. Yeah. When you got up the forward line, you always got yeah, cranky. Well, I, play, I, remember that. I played. I played. I played, I played most of my football in the first few years in in the forward line. I just didn't fancy the forwards. But was it was a versatility though. It was more that you had that you know freestyle yeah. that you could play anywhere. Yeah, I, I think um, I think there was one or two defenders that were making the way back from injury for that Leinster final. Tommy Carr might have been one, actually. I, I played centre-back in the semi-final. I don't think Tommy was playing that day. He was injured, but he'd made it back, and he was our centre-back. So, um, you know, I, I was pushed somewhere else. I was delighted to be in, absolutely mm-hmm. thrilled. Um, but I suppose I, 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 I was lucky enough that I could play in a lot of positions back then. Um, as I said, yeah, I wasn't that comfortable up front, but, you know... Mm-hmm. And the court game then, semi-final. Yeah. You know, the, the keep bar was sent off, Keep two early goals. Yeah. Pen- we, penalties, ready? Well, we were, we were, we looked, we looked very good, actually. We were playing into the hill, uh, and after about 15 minutes, a bit of a breeze we were playing with as well. We were 1-4-0 score up, flying, and uh, before halftime, we were point down. Uh, John conceded one or two penalties, and um, with, with a gale in their backs... In the second half, you know, Cork were a very good team. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning by three points. That was a very disappointing end to the year. Uh, but it did give us a lot of encouragement going forward. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose the next real landmark is the is the debacle it made over the four games, which like is a piece of history really, isn't it? Yeah, the 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 four games, I mean, look, everyone still t- still talks about them. Probably will never happen again because no, I don't of, think so. It's just you know they brought in rules now where games have to be finished, yeah. even with the the what do you call them the the, the point kicking competition at the end of. Yeah. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure we will. Um, so the games just went on and on, and um, they were terrific spectacles. We, we probably should have won three of the four. Yeah. Um, well, I think in certainly from a spectator's perspective, I think they put. Dublin put themselves in the position to win the games but but that was the nature of the whole mm. uh, I suppose spectacle that it was it was never over and Mead were never beaten but it like I know from, I know from a Dublin perspective I'm sure you always come out and you say well we lost at the end of the day so you don't have those fond memories of it but still in terms of a piece of GA history it was just was just phenomenal because yeah, I remember the whole country was was just engrossed yeah, it, by it at the it time. It takes two teams, but you know I, I, I don't think I'm I'm being unfair when I say we we you know we should have closed out certainly mm. two of them. I mean the first one, uh, 
McDegan won't thank me for saying it, but he, he was soloing out with the ball and um, just a mistimed solo. Uh, PJ Gillick picked it up and kicked it from under the Hogan stand and actually bounced in front of John O'Leary over the bar. And it might have, could have gone into the back of the net, but that was some that was a game that could have been closed out. Mm. Finney Murphy then, I think it was in the second game where he was straight through and went for a goal. Um, when the game was up, yeah. where a fisted point would have closed it. And then, you know, it went to a third game. Probably the third game was the one that we, we, we could have lost, actually. I think we ended up equalising the, the, the last score of that game. Uh, and then everybody knows about the, the last the game. game, yeah, where we were six points up at one stage, had a penalty to put us five or six up again from Keith unfortunately you missed that um, and you were utilised of course in various positions yeah. throughout that as well the team, was, the, yeah, the team kind of changed a lot over the three it or four did. games it did well I, I played in your position in, in the first game myself and Paul Clark played midfield, midfield. yeah um, I played right half forward I think in the second game uh, I was dropped for the third game and then I played centre forward for, for the for the fourth nice game. game. Yeah. Did you run into McLean's at any stage? I did, yeah. I ran into him in the in the <laughs> I ran into him in the fourth game. I missed time solo in the first half and uh jumped on the ground to try and push the ball away from him and he kept coming. And I just crashed into his knee. I was concussed for the rest of the game. I don't remember a whole lot uh after that, but um obviously the video <laughs> proves that we lost the game. And, and what was the sense around the dressing room after that defeat? You know, Paddy Cullen was obviously the manager. You know, there's always, you know, when things settle down, there's always fingers pointed and wondering why we didn't, why we didn't close out those three games. And what was what was the atmosphere like post that, in terms of preparing them for ninety two? Yeah, well, think, think like, was there lessons learned? Yeah. Was there was there a what, did it did it actually inspire the squad to push on? Well, I think things changed after that. Um, the management changed for a start. Um, Paddy stepped aside and uh, uh, Dr. Pat took over. And uh, was, Paddy, uh, was Paddy there in 92 though? No. You know. Paddy, Paddy, was pa- Paddy 92. ninety two. Sorry, it wasn't the, the night. It was ninety two. Things yeah. changed. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're. I think you're right. Yeah. Things. I think we were we were unlucky in in ways, but I think we were certainly happy that we were competing with the best team which was Mead at the time and um, 92 then we, we ended up going all the way to the final uh, after that things changed but we were we were on a, a, a an upward curve I think from the end of 91 and what's what's the memory in 92 is that one you feel Left behind. Do you know? It's, it's, you know. I think it, not to be disrespectful, and I'm not going to be. I think uh, we were beaten by a very good Donegal team. Uh, like the the the, the Ulster Championship at the time, Kieran was just yeah. incredible. Was it was yeah, an incredible competition. Each other, yeah. Um, you know, you look at the '90s. I did a piece there recently. Eight different teams won all Ireland's in the '90s. Eight. Mm. That's that's that will never happen again. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and the. The Ulster cha- cha- Ulster teams won four of them, uh, down twice Derry uh, and Donegal, um, and another team Tyrone actually got into the final. So, the would, would you put that down to that, that? I remember growing up watching Ulster Championship football, and like it was, the grounds were full. It was high intensity. It was high octane. They were, every game was like an All Ireland final up there, and it, Dublin only kind of possibly in that time only had Mead like Kildare were. Were building, but they weren't really putting mm. up much much resistance. So do you, there was an imbalance, but were they much better prepared? Oh, I think I think the, I think they, I think it was a much better championship. I mean, that was the, the 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 real championship. I mean, a lot of the Ulster people still think it is. It's not. But yeah. you go back to the nineties. Uh, it was it was a great championship to watch. You know, you you, you look at ninety ninety one down one. They were beaten in '92 in the Ulster Championship. It was all knockout football. '92, uh, Donegal won the All Ireland, and they were beaten in the Ulster final by Derry on that very famous wet day in Clonus, when the match probably should have been called off. Um, then Derry '93, uh, when they won the All Ireland, they were beaten by Down. And those Down Derry games, you can remember them. There's two or two or three Down Derry games in the early '90s that were 
I think up there with the very best games of Gaelic football that anyone could ever watch mm. you know and if you if you haven't seen them go and have a look at them they were mm. yeah. and they had great teams and great players you yeah. can all name off the, the and in particular great forwards yeah. some of the yeah. best forwards that played the game played in the Ulster Ulster teams in, in the 90s in the so 90s, yeah. and the, I know at the time the criticism thrown at the team you know was the fact that okay Clare was a they had made history in 92 coming out of Munster it was a handy aller in semi-final uh, Donegal had performed really poorly in the in the semi final, and you all went in to watch them in Crow Park, yeah. and like, yeah, probably what? probably a mistake. I remember sitting in Crow Park today; it was one of the worst games that you know we'd seen. Um, poor quality. Uh, it looked like you know all we had to do was turn up and and, and win our first All Ireland in in nine years. Um, and did that fester then? I think it probably did, yeah. I think it did. Uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on as well. With yeah, he's media stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Stuff, like, stuff that's going happened. on now. Yeah. yeah, it's going on now. But it just it's, wasn't it's, in a controlled environment. No, yeah. no, it's a little bit. It's managed now, and it's it's yeah. par for the course now. Whatever you're yeah. doing, you're doing. Um, back then, it was. It was, what, was, it was, was very it, new. Was a hindsight though as well. That was very easy after the event to, to point to things that happened in the build up. Like yeah, I think so. You know. But I, I do think that a lot of the stuff that you mentioned there affected us. You know, um, uh, if we'd have won the match, none of it would be mentioned. But mm. it, it wasn't. It wasn't the done thing back then. This was all new to to, to us. You know, mm. the, you know, you, we were being pulled and dragged to do different things and. Everyone wanted a piece before that All yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, was there was a couple of new radio stations yeah. um, that I won't mention that were just you know it was a, it was a distraction and um, it was all new to us um, and it just wasn't controlled. It, it was new to everybody. It was new to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more controlled nowadays, and it's it's as I said, it's par for the course. So Paddy steps down then ninety two, yeah. and Pat Pat O'Neill, who was a selector, takes over. What were the what were the big differences? Um, well, you can't really say that there was many differences other than, I think, they're two very different personalities. I think Paddy is is uh, a gentleman, as is Pat, um, I think, but Pat is, I want to choose my words carefully, I think he's, he's more of a, a serious man when it comes to football. And Paddy wants to win, we all want to win, but I think... Paddy maybe was a little bit more flamboyant, um, yeah. if that's the right word. Um, so you're a different man management style. Different man management. Just put back and kind of let yeah, us selectors yeah. do. Yeah, I think I think Pat was probably more clued in to what was going on outside of, you know, the the the, the training and the collective stuff. Um, managed it a little bit better and. Yeah. Obviously, learning from the mistakes made in '91 and '92. There were still great times, though, I'd say, for, you know what I mean? I know you're talking about losing in 92 or that sort of stuff, but I'm sure, listen, I played half my career with you as well. I'm sure is, you had great times off the pitch and go crack on. Oh, we did, well. yeah. We did. Well, we were getting to All-Ireland Finals, Kieran, yeah. and we were picking up Leinster titles and we picked up a couple of league titles as well back then, which was never easy to win. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about the 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 Ulster teams. Um, so the, the league was a lot harder back then yeah and it was it was more competitive we used to play four league games straight after the All-Ireland in October, November and then the next four after Christmas Um, and you know they were difficult to win Um, but we had we got holidays out of it for for getting the finals and that and we had great times together now uh, good characters on that team, as you know yourself. (laughs) There was a right few characters all right. Um, Who in that dressing room would you have you know who who were your I suppose buddies at that time? Who were you in that team of the nineties? Like, I suppose Bar- who are you, Bar- end, Bar- who are you Bar- ending up in? Well, Barzy now. Bar- nightclubs Bar- late at night. Barzy, Barzy was everybody's pal, you know. <laughs> uh, but we did we we hung out quite a lot. We we went to Australia together, and um, when we went to uh, uh, Canada, 
Toronto. Um, we spent a lot of time there. Um, so we had good fun together. Vinny is another fellow that I'm very fond of. Yeah. Great and character. The 1990, the 1990 trip, to go back a couple of years to Australia, yeah. that was under Eugene McGee. Yeah. Um, who, who, who were the dubs on that trip? We very ran amok on that trip. Yeah, we'd, well, we had five dubs on it. We won that series, by the way, Kieran, before <laughs> you, you say anything. Um, myself, Keith Barr, Tommy Carr, Eamon Heary, and uh, Kevin Fagan from Vincent's were the five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know Kevin <laughs> you yeah yeah, and I know obviously Eamon as well I know Keith <laughs> the, the, the strange thing about that Kevin being on it was Kevin wasn't playing with Dublin at the time but he was playing with Vincent's and somebody got a message through to Eugene McGee that this fellow was very physical very good and he might be an option and he brought him down to train in Tullamore and lo and behold Kevin makes the the, 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 the squad and we so all in real in real terms if it kicks off in Australia this guy will be able to look after himself and look after a few yeah, yeah well the game the game the game with Australia was very physical you played yeah. in a lot of them yeah. as well I think it's kind of toned down now but back then it was it was serious seriously physical um, and uh, Kevin was one of those very physical players, well able to look after himself and no nonsense, you know, get it and kick it up the field. Um, but he had a he had a actually poor enough tour. Uh, he got injured um, early and didn't get to play until the final test when we had it wrapped up. At that time, we we, we uh, that was I mean that was what was coming to that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we played over <laughs> over three three tests back then. We were there for the guts of the month. And he um, won the first two, and the dubs went AWOL then. We won they? the first two. Well, a few, <laughs> few of the dubs went AWOL then. Um, I, actually, <laughs> myself and Barr went. We actually won the second test in uh, a place called, um, just I think it was Canberra, actually, yeah, the, the capital. And we flew from Canberra the next morning to Perth, six hour flight. Uh, now the test series was wrapped up, so. We had to spend a week in Perth before dead the, the, the dead rubber. So myself and a few of the lads um, enjoyed that first night in, in Perth. Um, got into a little bit of trouble, um, but everything worked trouble out in the end. Eugene, Eugene, yeah, we were... We were being sent home, actually. Um, oh, yeah. We were being sent home, actually. There was a meeting at 8 o'clock the next morning. Up at the top of the hotel, top floor, and uh, the boys wanted to send one or two of us home. Um, silly stuff, really, but uh, in the end, it was actually a Kerry man that saved us. Jack O'Shea stood up and said, look, they're young lads, made a few mistakes, and we'll hang on to them. Um, so it was... Uh, did you just play in the test? I did. Um, I, I did, yeah, uh, but the, I don't think the others <laughs> did, so... I think they must have done something a lot worse than me, Karen. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Uh, but great times, and of course, it, it is always special to wear that the country jersey. You know what I mean? As you said, you won the test, but they are—they were fantastic they, trips. They, they are. I look. I, I've I've written about it uh, in recently about the the way it had gone. You know, with the the. The on-field antics, particularly of the the Australians, um, that it, it 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 had come to a point where it was just got silly. And I think it's back, and I think it's very important to for fellas who haven't worn the jersey. It's 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 a great Huge trip, honor, partic- yeah. particularly when you go mm. away. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think I, certainly my memories of it. Is, yes, you do enjoy it. It's great crack, but you're you're living life nearly as a professional sportsman for that three four week period. That's it, yeah. Well, the best yeah. you can. Well, yeah, maybe now. <laughs> not not, not like the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> but get, getting back then to the the mid nineties, um, ninety three. Obviously, Derry was another setback yeah. for this team that was trying to get over the line. But you know, at that stage, you you have you've settled into your. Your role at number five. I have, yeah. Played my first game as uh, a right wing back against Offaly in the 92 first round of the cha- Leinster mm. Championship and uh, never looked back after that, really. And it was it was yourself, Barr, and Eamon Heary. But Digo played a bit. Yeah, yeah. Digo well. was more cornerback back then. He he, yeah, he played in the 92 final at, cor- at four, yeah. And mm. Eamon was seven. Uh, 93 Eamon was 7 as well um, 
94 I'm not so sure uh, what the halfback line was but um, yeah that was that was my first first yeah, but it was, the kind, it was kind of the development of that mm. fearless halfback mm. line that people it was it was it was it was Dublin's strongest line really wasn't it uh, yourself Baron Eamon here he was yeah, kind of well, the, the three of us liked to attack and um, and Kildare Kildare were coming on the scene then are, yeah, uh, in yeah. Ter- yeah. under Mikko and were putting up a bit of resistance kind of in Leinster they they had a bit of momentum behind them but they were put back in their box a couple of times in the yeah they, they, they came in 91 really uh, in the league final uh, mm. very young Kildare team one or two older boys but very very young under Mikko and uh, full house in Crow Park for that league final we ended up beating them by two or three points I think only mm. but that was the start of them they were starting to build and what, but what was the talk in the dressing room at the time was it kind of all physically in, physically intimidate these guys or what can you can you recall anything yeah, in terms of because there was definitely <clears throat> yeah I think a it's couple the, of games where Dublin laid down a marker early doors to say lads yeah I think you're, I, you're in, you're I, in I now think it's, I think it's different now I think they're very driven in terms of the way they want to play themselves mm. I'm not so sure they go into um that side of it, the motivational side of it, looking at little things from the opposition. Um, we we did. I mean, we looked at Mikko looking after them, Kerry Mann coming up to look after mm. Kildare. We need to we need to make sure that, that this fellow doesn't get over the line with them. Um, and also Kildare, uh, they'd been down for a long time. So, you know, the, the, the talk was to let's not give these yeah. fellas any, the any oxygen. And you know. certain fellas would have been targeted. Yeah, well, they had a lot of good players, um, mm. Kildare, uh, as they proved in the years short short years after that. Um, but yeah, we would have we would have backs would have had to mark their men, and that meant uh, coming up against good forwards and doing the job. So yeah, yeah. and nineteen ninety four, the All against Down, and again being on Hill sixteen myself. And the buzz, and obviously the build up to that game, and Down had come in ninety one. And then you had Mickey Linden in the corner, mm. and we just didn't have a cornerback at the time. Yeah. And y- you got the <laughs> you got the job. Yeah, circumstances. The and then Clarkey was like, when you consider two years of play midfield, yeah. only a few years earlier, and they are in the final. The two years trying to, how did that go in training in terms of yeah. that role being? And they sacrificed you as a as a as an attacking wing back to go back. Yeah, well, circumstances dictated um, events before that final I'd, I'd broken my jaw uh, before the semi-final and against Leitrim and, and Clarkey got in right half back now you know everybody was going to do do well that day uh, Clarkey had a good game I think he kicked a couple of points but I was declared fit maybe a week or two before the All-Ireland final so the dilemma was to put me back in right half back and, and move Clarkey who had a, a very good game Um or look at the other option, and uh, I, I think it was a, I think it was a, it, it was a, a good idea, really. Um, Lyndon was the man at the time, you know. Main he man. was the main man. Yeah, I was an attacking player, had plenty of speed, and so that was the thinking that you know I could I could manage him. I'd played cornerback uh, in my debut in '89, so it wasn't a position that I I, I wasn't you know that I hadn't played before so but it was still a big risk so the plan was uh, very simple that um, first ball second ball third ball to get out way out in front of him uh, to to try and cut that first ball uh, out uh, trying to get into his head a little bit and and uh, and cut out that supply Um, they won the throw in I think it went to Gregory McCartan turned around and kicked straight in my direction because obviously they had planned it as well yeah, that yeah, this yeah. was this was well he was their main man yeah it, 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 was, it was a huge media attention in the build up yeah. so anyway I went out in front I was 20 yards out in front of Mickey and uh, it was a wet enough day slippy ball and the ball just bounced straight in front and over my head and into Mickey I think they ended up with a score uh, with that first play so Small margins, you know, you get out and win that first yeah, ball and you're gone. And the and next of all, yeah. you know, yeah. Mickey might be chasing me around a little bit. But uh, in the end, I ended up on him for about 15 minutes and we were switched. I conceded one point from play. 
Clarky conceded three, I think. I get the abuse ever since. <laughs> so can I go on record, Kieran, <laughs> that I only conceded one score off Mickey Wheel, Mickey, Mickey Linden that day. Yeah, but like, it, like it's just even in the build-up to that, knowing that you're being put in that role, that's something that's, you know, it's, it's slightly outside your comfort zone. It's the biggest game of the year. It's drawn the most attention. And all of a sudden, what, what you naturally do you're being asked to do something very, very different. And cornerback is, is a horrible position. It is, it is. A horrible yeah. position. And you're, you're thrown in against one of the best forwards that yeah. possibly ever played against. So, to be honest, the, the thinking at the time was absolute delight to be make, made back. To be back, to, in, to be back in a team for, yeah. for an all Ireland final. And don't forget, we were getting very close at the time. So the last thing you wanted to, 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 know, to do was miss yeah. out if yeah. we managed to get over the line. So um, there was there was no no other talk just or no thinking just delighted to be in and try and do the job and uh, once the switch was made you know I just I, I clicked reverted back to, to type and um, decent yeah. enough in the end you know and um, Dublin were still close enough to winning yeah. that game when you think in the overall context yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, still there yeah. For, for yeah. the taking. At the time, kind of around that time, it was it was a case of missed penalties for us. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that, and that continued on in, in the the years after. Um, like we'd missed one with Keith, and we'd missed uh, uh, Charlie missed one in ninety two, uh, and then Bilo missed one in ninety seven. Bilo missed one in ninety seven, hit the crossbar, and then obviously Charlie in ninety four, which was a decent enough penalty, and we still had a chance that he. I mean, it looked like he could tap the the, the rebound in, but uh, Johnny Barr got his big frame in the way, <laughs> and the ball went to safety. So you know, it was another really, really another tough one to take. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I do remember the beginning of '95 very well, and I I don't know, it, it was something different. We just felt that '95 was either going to be it or finished, mm. and I think the heads were clear going into '95 and. I think we played some of the best football we've played in '95, mm. particularly well, in the Leinster final. Uh, you certainly did. You, you mm. ended up footballer of the year that year. You know what I mean? Um, so, but that I was going to ask you about that Leinster final because having gone to all the meet games, it was edge of the seat stuff, and it was for me it was the first time to be ever to be in Crow Park and actually feel, you know, elated and comfortable in the last five minutes of the game because they wiped the floor and the, the sense was okay this was a me team coming to the end but realistically it was a, it was a, it was a really good Dublin performance it was and Mead weren't coming to the end because yeah, they won they in 96 back. and 99 yeah. so they had a very young team actually um, they introduced a lot of new players in 96 mm. uh, but did that 10 point victory give did that just give that edge of belief. I think it did. Yeah, I think it did. I think that that stood to us going into the last two games, um, particularly in the, the the final itself when we were under the cars. I mean, the Mead game was funny in ways. We won by ten, but uh, Graham Gerdy kicked a point uh, midway through that second half to put them a point ahead. Um, so there was nothing in the game, and it looked like they were coming at us. Uh, but we got. We got a couple of points after that, and then Clarkey got a uh, an, an incredible goal, um, which was people say that it was a bit fluky. But if you if you Clarkey was capable of that sort of stuff, you know, and he that's what he tried to do. I mean, he went up to try and fist it. I'm not sure whether he was trying to fist it over the bar or not, but it ended up top corner, and that one score gave us the. The real oh yeah, yeah we yeah. just kicked on then. Yeah. There was the Jo factor as well, um, in, in, that he had kind of exploded onto the scene, and he offered something maybe different up there, and he and he took probably a lot of attention off everyone Absolutely, else. Absolutely, yeah. He was he. Not only did he take a lot of attention off everybody else, but he had to be marked. I mean, he did take. Uh, somebody on the, the our, one of our opponents to to look after him and make sure that he was he was taken care of because he was doing a lot of damage. I mean he he scored a very important goal against Leash in, in the Leinster semi final yeah, against Cork when the game was you know they'd started well we ended up getting that comfort you know the couple of points in the head that was a very difficult game Cork they were a good side um, but Jason was producing it he had a very good Leinster final as well um, so he was he was he was a a, a very important addition to that that mm. setup. and um, would we have won the All-Ireland without him P- probably not mm. right and get, finally getting over the over the mark in, in the game against Tyrone 
huge like what are your memories of funny, that day because you, chair, you, yeah. you 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 did lift the trophy with, with John yeah, you were yeah. the vice captain yeah I was the vice captain uh, that year and the game um, finished and I don't know what I was I was on the field um, just congratulating other Dublin players and I just got this tap on the shoulder from John and John said come on um, um we did the deal and I didn't know what he was talking about to be honest with you but he said uh, to me earlier in the year if we lift the cup that we'll pick it up together uh, I'd forgotten all about it but you know that was the, the, the mark of the man mm. at the time and uh, yeah, we went up the, the, the steps and picked it up and it was great it was funny kind of a feeling Kieran though it was a, it was, it was a huge build up to that win you know it was mm. very close for five or six years without doing it and it just seemed to be um, just it's a great relief, really. Mm. And uh, uh, I suppose it's your it's your childhood dream come true. You know what I mean? And it, like, did 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 you did you feel you soaked it up for those moments after the game? Y- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or did I, it kind of pass you by. No, it didn't pass me by. No, I I enjoyed every minute of it. I enjoyed mm. going back to the dressing room. I enjoyed going back to the hotel that evening to 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 juries. Uh, I enjoyed the next few days and um, the next few weeks. And the next well, few months. F- funny enough, I played uh, <laughs> I played a league match uh, for the club the following Sunday, and um, bursted my shoulder. So <laughs> that kind of brought me back down to, to to earth with a bang. But I I certainly enjoyed that week. You know, it was yeah. a terrific. I think we finished on the Thursday, um, and you know they're they're a terrific group of players group of lads you know them all they're, yeah. they're great lads and that was a journey by that group as you said that was knocking on the door knocking on the door knocking on the door did you sense what point did you sense that it was going to be difficult to retain and obviously Pat O'Neill resigned at the time and that meant change significant change was, was coming down the tracks yeah. did that concern you would you have liked him to have was there another all Ireland in that team? Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think people people have said in the past that uh, that team was getting old, uh, and they, they weren't wrong. But we still had enough quality to win another all Ireland um, if things had stayed the same. I'm not blaming Mickey Whelan or anything like that, mm. but I think it's very unusual for an all Ireland winning team to change their manager, um, and I think. Mickey's style of management um, just it didn't work with us you know we had a lot of strong characters it was it was things were just allowed to slide a little bit it was too mm. loose fellas missed training um, mm. and it, it, just the heads weren't focused enough um, yeah and that's what I was going to ask you because obviously that was when I came into the dressing room in April 96 and um, was it a case of lads losing focus because of the victory or was it a case of lads losing focus because of the significant change in approach and not adapting to change or being too late in their careers to maybe adapt to change I think it's a bit of both if you look at it you know I think I think there was a bit of a domino effect I mean Mickey as we know is a terrific manager Mm. uh, and a great football man but it was a sea change in terms of the way things were Training, run. Yeah, yeah it was a, I mean, we were we were doing absolutely everything with the ball with Mickey straight from the off. Winter training and everything was with the football, and this was all new to us. You know, um, fellas, fellas were allowed to miss training as well, uh, and I think players took liberties. I wouldn't blame Mickey one bit on what happened. Um, I would have more of an issue with with the players, including myself. Um, that it just we just weren't uh, clued in to go at it again. And all that said, a disallowed goal in the Leinster final in '96 in the last minute, which was a, Tell me about which, it. which was probably <laughs> a good goal. Kieran, you remember it was a flick on uh, yeah, from a yeah. from a shake yo forty five. Yeah, sure, flicked it on. Steins, he was in the square. And yeah. and uh, we who knows what would have happened after that, you know. Yeah, but that that, that might have changed things. But it's interesting, you know, when you when you go back here and you talk about the train techniques and Mickey doing everything with the ball, yeah. you know, he was okay. He was possibly ahead of his time. And I remember at the time, fellas talking about, you know, Pat was very regimental. And Pat training. introduced the ball in May. 
Yeah, yeah, but he was very regimental in, in timed runs and 100s yeah. and 200s oh, and 400s and, and it was all about who was, yeah. you know, yeah. league tables where Mickey, I remember in 96 being fitter than I ever was uh, because I suppose a lot of the stuff that he was doing with the ball was still tough ball fitness, yeah. but I think it was, a, maybe it was a mental thing the fellas didn't think they were being prepared as, or being pushed as hard as they were and as you say, maybe it was that he was a little bit lackadaisical in terms of training and once, once when fellas got an inch they took a mile because the celebrations were still going on. Absolutely, you know yeah. what I mean. There was, still, there was still a hangover. There was still stuff going on, and and yeah. um, we talk about the media stuff before '92. There was a lot of that stuff as well. Yes, yeah. we we pulled left, right, and centre for doing different things, and it, it was just too loose. I, I honestly think if we didn't win the All Ireland in '95, and Mickey came in. In '96, he, he might have won in '96. You know, yeah, that's yeah. just yeah, the, the, yeah. the the dynamic. It's, it just changed. Uh, also, it was a know, tough the, job for the, him the in. influx of one or two players in '96 didn't help either. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it brought it brought the standards down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mickey then obviously was was '96 wasn't good. Lingered into '97, and he um, he eventually resigned under the pressure of. You know, after well, uh, late '97, after the '97 yeah. championship, it was it was, it was a, the Offaly game actually in in yeah. Park. Do you have any good memories of that Offaly game? No. Well, I was playing centre forward, and I was probably as unfit as I've ever been in that period. Um, I'm not sure what month it was, but it was, it was, it was before it was Christmas. It was when the league with league games. It was, it was early Christmas. in the championship. Yeah, I, I told the year, you were yeah. cranky as a forward. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but I was play, I was playing that day, and I I, I honestly I, I should have been taken off a long time before uh, what happened happened and um but after that game um uh, the the unnecessary abuse that Mickey was getting from all quarters uh just I mean he he had enough at that stage and decided mm. to to call it a day yeah um, um when was the incident with Finn Cullen? That, that was second half, actually. Uh, <laughs> actually, one one of the things that I regret to this day, Kieran, um, is that? It, like I don't regret a lot about football, the defeats and all that sort of thing. You, you, we can we can take, but um, you know, I played it hard and fair. Um, but it wasn't the, in your it wasn't in your nature. No, it wasn't, and you know, it was just one of those things where I was I was having a very bad day centre forward, and Finbar was playing centre-back and Finbar was a very, very good player and very sticky. Yeah, and, he was centre-back. Um, centre yeah, there was one or two things, year. one or two things happened. I, you know, I got in for a score and Finbar nearly took the jersey off me and uh, I think it was um, the referee from Tipperary. The, the Paddy Russell. Paddy Russell was refereeing that day and Okay, <laughs> but uh, I had a good go at Paddy after that instant, and uh, it 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 you know because I felt that the free in front of goal would have given us a point. We were actually struggling at the time; the game was very close, and um, Paddy kind of fobbed me off. And after that, I just you know, built up, and Finbar was kind of allowed to do what centre backs do, and. Uh, I lashed out, and uh, everybody knows what happened. It was it was it was just unfortunate. I've met Finbar a couple of times since. Uh, there's no problems between us, but right. it is it is one of the 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 one regrets that I'd have about. Yeah, my well, I suppose it's like it's like again once you can once you put your hand up and you say yeah it was wrong it was out it was out of nature but yeah. I do remember them looking for his teeth that day after the, after the match and all sorts there was all sorts of commotion and there media was, attention and then was, yeah. everything that was going on with Mickey and the abuse that he was getting it was it was a, it was a manic day in, yeah. in Parnell Park but after that Tommy Carr comes in do you have good memories of would you class him as one of the unluckiest I managers would. you've yeah, I would. I think Tommy, Tommy was a, a very good manager and coach, uh, very, very driven. Uh, he was driven as a player and very driven as a manager. Um, you know, we were we were still looking for a Leinster after '95, so the pressure was 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 mounting on on Dublin managers to 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 wait, to get that hurdle uh, mm. for a start. Um, it was our first training. Weeks abroad as well, which added another bit of professionalism to it. <laughs> I let you talk about <laughs> no, that one, Karen. No, no. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Obviously, he, he he mixed it up. He brought us to Tormelinus, but like, in fairness, we, we we did train hard. 
uh, certainly the first year we went out there, you know, he, he brought it. it like, I, I will always remember Tommy's first couple of months, three months as the training was just savage, mm. and he got us to a level of fitness. And I think in 98, in 98, we peaked against Kildare. We had peaked in the league, the end of the league. We'd hammered Kerry in the league. And by the time we got to the Kildare match in June, we were a little bit spent. But, yeah, he brought us away all right. But, um, see, Vinnie Murphy wasn't on the first trip. It was only when Vinnie came on the second trip that... I roomed you know, with Vinny. I know you did, trip. yeah. <laughs> I remember going into your room, it was like going into Labrooks. <laughs> Vinny was smoking away and puffing away on the bed, reading books on sports psychology. No, that was that was the last <laughs> night. That was the last night. Vinny, Vinny, we were there for, was it, what was it, a week, was it? A week, yeah. We were there yeah. for a week and Vinny, um, Vinny went out every single night, every night, and came home late. And I think by the end of the week, he'd run out of, road and run out of money <laughs> and on the official night out which was the last night we were all allowed to go out and have a few scoops and enjoy it <laughs> Vinny decided to stay in that night remember it and I arrived home anyway and Vinny was reading a book on psychology so he was getting ready for for the season ahead <laughs> he was one step ahead of the rest of us uh, but like now going back to those like years there was obviously the the trip to tip uh when you know the Kerry game um there was we Mead were beginning were on top of us for in a couple of Leinster finals. Kildare had come in ninety eight and two thousand. How would how would you benchmark that era against the team of the nineties? Was in terms of the team and the quality of the team was it was it you you had experienced both? Yeah, well, yeah. And be, be very honest about it. Um, first first six years were were very I won't say enjoyable, but they were. They were full of Leinster medals and we won a couple of leagues and an All Ireland medal and we were competing. But the the, the next six or seven were 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 tough ass, you know. There were disappointment after disappointment. Even though we were we were close in an awful lot of other matches, as you know, you were we mm. were there for that time. Um, Miss penalty in '97, '99, uh, the Leinster final. We got a bit of a trimming um, mm. by me. That was that was a difficult one to take. Um, 2000 then was the I think. 2000 was, 2000 was the... Was, was Mead again. Mead again. In 2001. No, 2000, 2000 was Kildare. yeah, Kildare. After a replay. After a replay, so again... Which game we should have won, yeah. You know, Kildare had got to it all Ireland finals, a very good team again. Le- Leinster was, was a competitive province back then, so it wasn't easy, it was all knockout football on the day. 2001 was, of course, uh, Cluxton's debut in the semi-final, did mm-hmm. very well. Uh, Davy Bourne came back in for the final against... Mead. Against uh, Mead, unfortunately, dropped the ball early in the game. We ended up mm. that being the difference in the end. Uh, and that then goal. the qualifiers kept in. We bet Sligo went to Kerry and had them. Yeah, I think. Look, it it was it was a difficult time. Um, that late nineties, early two thousands. Um, but I think we had a still a very very talented <clears throat> group of players. A little bit of luck, maybe we would have won a Leinster I think Leinster back then or your provincial title was always the, the stepping stone to mm. something greater uh, we just didn't make that first step mm. we, I think we, if we, we had a we didn't Leinster get, we didn't get a psychological we, edge we or boost at all we didn't yeah. if we had a won a Leinster we would have got huge confidence as mm. all Dublin teams do um, mm. but the, you know the longer it went without one uh, the harder it got you know mm. and, uh, it was just it was a difficult time and Tommy then went under a cloud under a vote, if you remember, yeah. after after uh, the Kerry game, after John Bailey had came in and told us in the dressing room explicitly he was staying, and then the following week he was gone. Um, Tommy Lyons comes into the equation. Then you're at this stage, the latter part yeah. of your career. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm finished. Yeah, but, yeah. but where, where where was your headspace in 2002? It wasn't it wasn't great to be honest with you, Kieran. It was um, I was I was floating around 90, in 2002. Um, I don't know. It's just I got in for the Leinster final. I I didn't start. I think what started it for me was the first round against Wexford. Um, I had been playing very well in training, uh, but Tommy decided to go with Paul Casey right half back. Uh, and you know you can make an argument that young players coming in, he wants to give them a chance. Wexford weren't great at the time, so mm. we were going to win the game. Mm. And I was I was very disappointed with that. I came on as a sub, and somebody got injured early enough in that game. I came on as a sub, and uh, I did ended up doing my medial ligament before the half time. Went out to play the second half and just didn't make it. Uh, that was the start of 
uh, injuries for the next couple of months. I did an ankle. I did a something else. There was three injuries that kind of kept me from really pushing back into the team. Made it back to, for the Leinster final. I think I was very lucky to get in for the Leinster final. I think somebody got injured. Uh, might have been Johnny McGee actually, and I ended up playing centre back. Uh, he just pushed me in there. You know, I don't, I don't know why. Ended up having a decent enough game, but he took me off early. I was just one of those years, you know. The head wasn't. Look, the end comes to us all, and it comes in different ways. I felt that, you know, the the two thousand and two was the end. Could I have gone on another year? Probably, you know, if if things were different. Um, uh, but the head just wasn't there. I'd also. I uh, got a new job about four years before that, uh, and I was doing a lot of travelling, um, particularly in March and April, so I was away quite a lot for that heavy bulk of training, so I probably never got to the, the fitness levels that were required, um, so just it, it just finished that year, and mm. uh, no regrets or anything like that, no blame, it was just... just How did you we, find the transition when you're, when you're back again? No problem at all. Actually, it was it was because I I kind of made the decision before the end of that season that I was going. I mean, we were beaten by Armagh in a semi final, and I was sitting on the bench that day. Uh, my sister was getting married up in Cabra Castle the same day, so uh, I didn't get on uh, in the end. Even though I felt, you know, there was times in that match where we were leaking at the back and probably could have done with a bit of experience but I didn't get in that day so I knew going up up to the wedding in the car after that match that uh, that was the end of it uh, so once the decision is made no problem I'm not one to regret yeah yeah. The transition then to management you've had a very successful management career um, I know you, you I know you finished your career by a big move to Kim Croaks you're kind of like Ronaldo with the big last move but I won't go into that you only played there <laughs> You only played you only played there for a year, did you? Yeah, not even. Not, not even, even not even about six months, yeah. yeah. But you moved into management then and obviously the highlights uh was the victory of Ballymoon in two thousand and twelve, winning the Dublin Championship and going on to All Ireland again, losing by a point in the in All Ireland Club title. But um that was a that was a, a good period, special special period for you, was it? Uh, yeah, great team. Great, mm. great, great group of players now. Um uh, real working class part of Dublin and uh, naturally tough. It's it's kind of built into them out there. So um, I, I actually went out to see them in a, in a, a league match. Uh, I think it was December uh, two thousand and twelve against Sylvester's, and they still had a chance of qualifying. They were managerless at the time because Declan Jean had, had had stepped down after we beaten in the championship earlier in the year, and. I walked away from that match saying, what in the name of the Lord have I let myself in for here? Um, it was just lawlessness. It was, it was chaos. chaos. Um, you know, everyone challenging the referees, every decision, people coming in off the line, subs coming in, just very, very indisciplined. But, I, but I, one thing I, I, I said coming, coming away was that they, they, there's no doubt about their the football ability. Yeah. Huge talent and a young team. So I knew if I can get that part sorted out and got them clear headed to play football that um, we might do something with them mm. uh, they hadn't won a championship for, for a quarter of a century 25 years or 26 years um, we got very close in the first year we were beaten by Bridget in the semi-final uh, in extra time we were very unlucky that day um, bad decision went against us uh, at the death when we were a point up Um but we took it on the chin and uh, we, we came back very, very strong the, the following year. Um, added Ken Robinson into the management team as well, who was who was terrific. I mean, Ken was, was a, a key component in, in that success. Um, and it just happened. We I think we played something like 44 games in 2013, uh, 2012, going into 2013 and, and lost only four. Right. Uh, between friendlies, championship and league, so it was a it was an incredible run. So it gave you the management bug. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I'd been in management before that. I looked mm. after my own club as everyone does. You went into it as mm. well. Um, they always kind of drag you back in to to look after the senior team. I enjoyed that. Um, it lasted a year and a half, but uh, went on to to round towers then and 
then it was it was Ballymun, and uh, I enjoyed enjoyed Ballymun. I had four great years there. Um, we picked up a, a, a couple of trophies, and um, after you know, the after the Ballymun success, was the, was there a lower thought process around into county management? Not really. No, no. Mm. I, I have no real ambition to be honest with you. Um, like yourself, I've had the calls for for different jobs um i've actually sat in on a couple of interviews just to to, to see what it's all about um but there's a certain part of intercounty management that scares me you know it's 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 well, very well, difficult well, element. well it's 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 just the, the commitment level and uh i don't know if if all intercounty players actually enjoy what they do you know it's just pressure is on them to to compete in a competition that a lot of them just can't compete in and still they put the same work they put the same finances the same resources into into that and i'm just i just don't know if it's as enjoyable as the is day-to-day it, is, stuff is, is, is of the, the club par- the parochialism and the expectation within counties that yeah, you know, the I, pressure. The pressure. I, th- I think they need to change mindset. A lot of them. I think the format has to change, and the, mm. the competition that they're actually in. A lot of them. I think the club scene. I've always said this. The club scene have it right uh, in terms of senior championship, junior, intermediate championships. Now, at club level, you would never dream of putting a junior team into a senior championship, and yet at intercounty level, they do it every single year. They lump mm. all the teams. What's wrong with? putting them into an intermediate championship and and giving them something to play a series of matches like we're still we're still in a situation where most of the teams only get two games a year Hmm. for all the training they do now that Kieran is bananas it's It's bananas and nobody whatever you say nobody cares about the league it's over Hmm. in 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 April most there's only two teams get to a final nobody cares about it Hmm. so they play two matches a year and they do all that training. I think that is bonkers. Madness. When you stepped away from Ballymun and you decided to move outside the capital yeah. and you went to Bridget's in Clannagale, um, that was, I'd say, a different experience. Yeah. But a successful one as well. Well, when I, when I, when I stepped away from Ballymun, I'd planned to, to step away altogether, to be honest right. with you. Yeah, to, I wouldn't, why, why was that? Well, why did you, did you well, just... because I didn't want to take a, a, a club into Ballymun the following okay. year you know I, I felt uh, very loyal to that group and uh, it just wouldn't have been comfortable um, but life goes on I got a phone call uh, f- um, from Clonagale and uh, I just felt that it was the right thing to do you know they, they, they have a huge tradition in the game they had been down for the guts of 20 years they hadn't won a county title never mind uh, a, a, a provincial title they were the most successful team in, in Roscommon they're the most they were up until this year the most successful team in Connacht having won seven provincial titles so there was a lot of work being done at underage as well uh, so I just felt that it was it was a good challenge for me and it got me out of Dublin as well so we had a very very young squad of players and um, they'd won the minor championship the year before and they were second year minor so I had 10 fellas from that winning minor team straight into the panel so a lot to work with and um, it's we had a very good year in the end you know it was it was challenging uh, we ended up winning the championship by a point but there was a lot of you know tough days uh, we barely scraped out of the group um, to get into the quarter final uh, but you know the league wasn't that successful. We played a lot of friendlies, um, but I did feel that there was enough talent that to if they got it right there. on the day, now Bridget's of course were the, the 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 team at the time. I think that was probably another incentive of mine to go down. That you know mm. Bridget's had beaten Ballymun and they all are in the final by yeah, a point. Yeah, uh, yeah, they had completely completely dominated Roscommon. So that was another little added uh, incentive to go down and and, uh, and try and try and knock them off the off the top. So, so it was another success, and then back to Plunkett's. Back to Plunkett's last year. Uh, and how do you find the club game at the moment? There's a lot of talk, obviously, in the media. There's a lot of kind of determination to create more time and space for the club, and a lot of issues at club level. What's your experience? Is it challenging at the moment to I get? To get your players and develop 
I suppose, to have the time to develop tactically to put teams on the pitch in the right frame of mind. Well yeah, I think there's huge issues at club level. I, I, look, in terms of numbers and talent, no problem. That's that's there. But in, the issues are around the, the fixtures, um, the calendar year. I mean, our year starts the end of January. Uh, in terms of playing, we're at it a long time before that. We're in December training. Mm. So we go from December to December to December every year. With, with very little break and they had a, a holiday a summer holiday built in for the last few years for some reason that's gone this year they're playing an amount of games in July and August to get them finished so the league will be finished by the end of August um, and there just doesn't seem to be any real defined season in it I mean most of the clubs if you talk to them are struggling to, mm. to, 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 to get teams on the field what would you do? Well, I think... The, the you, one, you, what's the uh, ideal from a club manager perspective? You've had great experience in it. What would what template would you set out that would give the best opportunity to get the best out of a group of players and to encourage, I suppose, managers to take teams and encourage players to play? Well, I'd, have, I'd certainly have a month off for six weeks in the summer um, and let young lads go to the States and let them do whatever they need to do and go on holidays. There's no holiday period now for a start. But the other thing is... This, 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 the playoffs as well are are. Uh, I think they're they should be gotten rid of the the, the playoffs up and down. We have a, a league with sixteen teams in it in Division One, same in Division Two. That means you play fifteen matches. Now at the end of those fifteen, that's enough matches. If at the end of those fifteen mm. matches, if you finish top of the league, you're league champions, and the bottom two go down, the the top two in the, in the division two come up. Simple as that. So what about the teams that don't have the county players? Though well, that's the argument that's going to be thrown back. At you. Well, it's one of the reasons why they brought in the playoffs because of the the, mm. the the bigger teams that were that had the county players playing with the county and they were missing league matches. Look, the the way it is, Karen, and you know this, and I know that. Intercounty players only play two or three league games with their club all year, as it is. Mm. Some of them don't even play that. I think in, a, in an ideal world, what I would be doing is separating both. Now, people will say that's crazy, but it's, it's getting close to that. We don't get our intercounty players. They only play three or four games a year. They play the championship games, but, you know, how many championship so games you, would you get? So you're kind of saying have, have a league system based without county players at all and then just have them I'd separate both separate you know, both. I'd, I'd separate two uh, it, totally I would have I would let Jim pick his panel at the start of the year of 35 or 36 players and then you can do whatever you like in, with the leagues you can have your your, your closed season you can have your proper hmm. season and just crack on the lads that Jim that don't work out with Jim just go back to their club the lads who are playing well with their club can be brought in any time during the year and you just crack on I mean the club scene is suffering here mm. there's no doubt mm. about it I mean we spoke earlier you yeah. know you were involved in management mm. a couple of years ago would you get back involved? No, at the present not. time no Probably because not. it's usually frustrating it's for, for, for club managers yeah. you know it's very hard to plan it's very hard to prepare um, yeah, and it's a huge commitment it's a massive yeah. commitment, and it's 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 a full twelve months. It's mm. there's no let up, you know. There and you know we've we've a match on Sunday, and we've a match on Wednesday. It's like D- Dublin bus; they come, you know, they come mm. two at a time. It's mm. it's and it's very difficult. If you pick up injuries, or if you have a light panel to play two matches in four days, mm. it's practically impossible. Professional players don't do it, and even in the World Cup, they have four or five days rest. So it, it's hugely challenging. I know it's not a, it's not a, an easy job for the county board. There's so many teams there, but I, I I think they can do better, and I think it needs to be looked at. Mm. Well, that that fairly wraps it up. Listen, uh, thanks for coming in today. Uh, for me, you're certainly one of the best guys to ever wear the Dublin number five jersey. One of the best to play uh, in the country in the number five jersey. Uh, great career, stellar career. Um, thanks for coming in. Chat Pleasure, Karen. Thanks a million.